Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul test this morning, Lord. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for giving us another opportunity to come into your presence. Lord, we do not take it for granted. We give you all the praise, Lord, again this morning for every single blessing in our lives. We say thank you. Thank you for the breath in our nostrils. Thank you for the gift of life this morning. We are alive to be able to come into your presence. We say, Lord, be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the blessing of your mercies. It is because of your mercies, Lord, that we are not consumed. We say thank you. Thank you for protecting us. Even though the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking those he will consume, we thank you because of your protection, Lord, because you watch over us. We give you all the praise. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our friends. Thank you for the food on our tables. Lord, we thank you for the love that we share. Receive all the praise, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We say thank you. Thank you. We cannot thank you enough, but from the depths of our hearts, Father, we are grateful. As we spend this time in your presence this morning, Lord, we ask, speak to us in your word, help us to learn in your presence, and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. We continue reading our Bibles. We have been doing an harmony of the gospel. We've been studying the life, the gospel about Jesus Christ. We've been studying the life of Jesus Christ and reading the stories from all three authors of the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then, and then John. For a while, we've not read John, but very soon we'll be reading John again. Today, we'll read about Jesus sending out the twelve. The 12, I say again, that all of this event uh, took place in Galilee. This is about AD 28, so um, this is about one year plus into Jesus' Jesus's ministry. If you read the stories, you would think almost immediately Jesus started preaching and teaching uh, John the Baptist died. No, 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 no. It was about AD, AD 28 that John the Baptist himself was beheaded. Alright, so let's read this morning Matthew chapter 9. We'll read Matthew chapter 9 from verse 35. We'll read it all the way to Matthew chapter 11. Jesus sends out the twelve. Sends out the twelve. Mark spares uh, barely seven verses. 
to say this. So we we'll see this in Mark chapter 6, 7 to 13. Um, same with Luke. Luke spared barely, barely six, seven verses to say this. But with Matthew, uh, this is a long teaching. Okay, so these are the times yes, you see the differences, the differences between, especially between Matthew and Mark. So let's read this morning. Thank you. Thank you for joining in. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. That's just uh, three verses to the end of Matthew chapter 9. Then we go to Matthew chapter 10. Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in that synagogue. And we said, look, Jesus did a circuit of Galilee, okay? A preaching circuit of Galilee several times. He went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease, every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. They were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd 37 then he said to his disciples the harvest is plenty but the workers are few ask the lord of the harvest therefore to send out workers into into his harvest field and of course naturally you know he's talking about okay people coming to redemption coming to salvation the harvest is plentiful if it was plentiful then <laughs> it is overflowing today the harvest is plentiful he says ask the lord of the harvest they were to pray they were to ask the lord of the harvest the lord of the harvest is god the father himself therefore to send out workers into is harvest field and we say we pray this morning we can quickly pray that prayer that father you will send workers into your field that all over the world as the field the harvest is ripe people are ready to receive jesus into their lives we pray lord send harvesters send workers laborers into the field in the mighty name of jesus we pray this morning that this harvest will not go to waste in the mighty name of jesus father we say thank you in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right let's go to matthew chapter 10 matthew chapter 10 jesus still sent this through the process of sending out the 12. jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Okay, so these are the things that begin to distinguish between between James, John, the twelve, naturally, and the lives of Nathaniel, Stephen, you know, Justus or Barnabas, Matthias. Okay, because Jesus only did this with the twelve. He called them, and you would expect that some of the other, those other guys might have followed them, right? <laughs> but it was only to the twelve that he gave the secrets, okay? Gave the secrets to drive and 
He says he gave them authority to drive out a impure spirit and to heal every disease and sickness. Verse 2 says, These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Aphius and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. And I'm telling you, it is with this eh, that you begin to realize how much Judas lost and gave up. Quite a tragedy. When the Bible says that, look, it will be a tragedy for him to have betrayed the Son of Man. He lost he lost a mighty position just for those few 30 pieces of silver. Quite quite a tragedy. Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot will betray him. He says, These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. They were to go out with the following instructions Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the Lord's sheep. Of Israel. Why? Because until Jesus' death, the way will not be ready for the rest of the world. Okay, so Jesus still ministered to a few, the Phoenician woman, you know, ministered to a few outsiders, but broadly, okay, of course, Jesus ministered even to Samaritans, you know minister to those who were not in court of the lost sheep of the house of Israel. However, his earthly ministry was focused on Israel and that's why he sent them, the twelve, to those people. He says, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. What was their message? The kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Even if that is your message today, I'm telling you, you would be bringing in a lot. You will be bringing in the harvest into the storehouse. You will be winning people for Jesus. The kingdom of God has come near. Uh, okay, so in our own case, it will now be the kingdom of God is here. For them, it was near. For us, the kingdom of God is here. In other words, Jesus already gave us the kingdom. And that gives you the opportunity to be able to share Jesus, to be able to share what Jesus did on the cross, how Jesus has paid the price, and we can all become a part of the kingdom of God. Verse 8 says, Heal the sick, raise the dead, Cleanse those who have leprosy, okay? Uh, leprosy, cleanse those who have leprosy. Leprosy is just cleanse the leper, and I'm sure you know what, you know, um, that leprosy is like a skin disease that eats away the skin, especially the hands and everything. Sometimes it covers the, the whole body. It says cleanse those who have leprosy. When people had leprosy, they had to stay out of town because they considered that it was contagious okay so it says drive out demons freely you have received freely give 
freely they received and freely they were supposed to give. Remember that this is a template. The same thing applies to us today. None of us called ourselves okay, into ministry. None of us called ourselves into the kingdom to become children of God. And so in preaching the gospel, freely we received and freely we must give. Verse 9, do not, do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belt. No bag. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or staff for the worker is worthy of his keep. The worker is worthy of his keep. You don't need all of those. You preach that the kingdom of God is here. Now come and watch what will happen. Um, it says, no, it says, for the worker is worthy of his keep. 11. Whatever town or village you enter, Search there for some word, and this is where we tend to mistake. We think we are supposed to do this broadly and go and be arguing all over town with people. That is not how we preach the gospel. Jesus told them, he said, whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. Search for your base. Search for the place that you find you find a acceptance first. Start there. Okay? Don't start with those who are hostile to you. They, they will run you out of town. Meet those who, who you feel a sense of, you know, um, acceptance with first. Start with them. And as others see that, oh, he has visited this house. Oh, this man across the road, you know, is talking with him. Then they are able to open their doors for you to be able to speak to them also. So very important strategy. He says, search for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. Give it your greeting. He said, if the home is deserving, let your peace, your peace, rest on it. You don't realize how much how much grace you carry. And I'm sure the disciples didn't realize how much grace that they carried. He said, you, there's peace that you, crack, you carry. He says, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. He says, if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust of your, of your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. Okay? So, our place is not to go out there. I see many Christians in trying to preach the gospel. They are arguing with people. No, that is not our place. We are supposed to be like lights. We are supposed to shine. Light does not struggle with darkness. All it has to do is stay on the stand and everyone will see it. So use your platforms. Use everything God has given you to preach that the kingdom of God is here. Okay? Uh -huh. So there's no need arguing with people. It says, look, if anyone will not welcome you, just don't bother. It says, but listen, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I am sending you out, and this one is very important instruction. <clears throat> I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. 
Therefore be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Listen, he has sent us, okay, among wolves. Among wolves. Some of these wolves will be in sheep clothing. Yes, they will be pretending to be Christians. Some of them will be pretending to be ministers of God. Yes, so Jesus says, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. I have always asked myself, what makes the snake shrewd? The snake isn't, isn't fast, you know. That's not that, okay, that's sharp teeth, okay, and it's venomous anyway. And of course, a snake can be very fierce, fierceful and frightful, okay? So, but what makes the snake shrewd is that it knows when to strike. <laughs> so, Jesus is saying, guys, calm down. You must be as smart as a snake. A snake does not run after its prey everywhere, no. It stays in a corner and then you see a rabbit or you see a rat that is even by far faster than the snake. The snake knows how to hide itself. In fact, sometimes lower its temperature so that the animal is not able to sense it and at the right time strikes. You must be as shrewd as that, Jesus says, in preaching the gospel. Okay, so with this, I tell you sometimes I am not bothered. Some people, when they are preaching the gospel, they, they, they come in a way where others feel at least relaxed to listen to them. If you looked at them well and you're not really paying attention, for those who are spiritual, you know that, no, they are trying to preach the gospel. Okay, so with Daystar, for example, we had this program we called Ephesi. Ephesi, Ephesi Night, and so it's in the night we bring together, you know, loud music, you know, things that young people like, right? Loud music and then fast music, not those slow, you know, Jesus is come. As if every music has to be like that, you know, fast music. There's dancing, there's drinks, you know, chops, snacks for them and everything. You know, there's drama and everything. You know, the performing arts group is doing their thing, dancing on stage. You see, many of them are dancing, but right there, in the middle there, we are inserting the message gradually, so that by the time, you know, the altar call is made, I'm telling you, thousands, thousands come to Jesus, okay? So, be as shield. Jesus is not sending us to go into the world and go and condemn them. You are a sinner. You will die like somebody... Who was preaching in the bus one day? Eh, that's not what I had to. I eventually, I of course I didn't stop him as he was preaching, but when he got down, it wasn't my bus stop yet. I got down with him, and I asked him that what gospel is he preaching? That that is not the gospel of Jesus. Jesus didn't send us to go and tell people that they will die in their sins, and if they don't give their life to Jesus, they will go to hell. That's not what he sent us to do. He sent us to tell people the kingdom of God is near. Just preach that. I'm telling you. Somewhere in people's hearts, okay, the Holy Spirit will begin to convict them. Okay, so very important. He says be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. You know what doves, right? Be as gentle, innocent as doves. 17, be on your guard. Be on your guard. 
be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local council and be flogged in the synagogues. In other words, not everybody will immediately accept you. Be on your guard. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. 20, for it will, be, it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brothers will betray brother to death, and a father is child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Okay, Jesus is diving a little bit into talking about his second coming. But he is not yet talking about his second coming, okay? But he says, look, you will be hated by everyone because of me. People will hate you for preaching the gospel. Some people are surprised. I don't understand why they are just, they are just hostile towards me. You are, uh, it is spiritual warfare. You are entering the enemy's territory. You don't expect that they will be hostile towards you. Jesus said, yes they will be hostile towards you. But no, it says you will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. 23, when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Like I said, he's slightly going to, into his second coming, and that's why a lot of them thought he was going to come back in their time. 24 says the student is not above the teacher nor a servant above his master. He says it is not enough for it is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their master. If the head of the house has been called Belzebub, that Jesus himself has been called Belzebub, how much more the members of his household. So, man of God, they are saying that you are using demonic power. Uh, maybe you are using automatic power, you know, to, to bring people to your church. That is why there, is, there are people in your church and you are angry. Uh, you want to fight back. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. They did the same to Jesus. They called him Bezebo. Uh -huh. So, what is your own? Uh -huh. 26 says, so do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the, in, in the daylight. What is whispered in your ears, proclaim, proclaim from, from the roofs. From the roofs. You must know this about, as a believer. Okay? There will be whispers in your ears. Thoughts will come to your heart when you are preaching the gospel. When a thought comes in your heart, there's a whisper. You know, there's a thought about something. A, a scripture just comes to your heart. You proclaim it. Proclaim it. Say, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What was Jesus trying to tell them and prepare them for? It was for the beginning of Christianity. It started, listen, it started literally in blood. Okay? And this is why our scripture is the way it is. Why you see variants, variants and in quotes, errors sometimes. Of course, when the scripture was given, there were no errors in them. Okay? But as because of this much persecution people were going through, 
they had to carry their Bible with them. If I had my Bible and I'm preaching in this town and people became born again, how do they get their own Bibles? They have to copy my own Bible. They will have to copy it by hand so that they can have the word of God and be able to read it. I'm telling you, the church was persecuted heavily. Jesus said, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. 29, are not two sparrows sold for, for, for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. Not one who will fall to the, to, to the ground outside your father's care or outside his knowledge. And even the very air on your heads are all numbered. So don't be afraid, you are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. That is what Jesus said. You deny Jesus before people, Jesus says, I will deny you also before my Father. You acknowledge me before others, I will also acknowledge or acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. This is the reason why we take altar calls. We give people the opportunity to acknowledge God the Father, acknowledge Jesus in front of people. Okay? This is why we take altar calls. And you should do this whenever you preach the gospel. Give people the opportunity to acknowledge that they belong to God in front of everyone. 33 says, But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword, for I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be, will be the members of his own household. The, a man's enemy will be the member of his own household. That is in Micah. That is in Micah chapter 7 verse 9. Micah chapter 7 verse 9 let me see if we can quickly we can quickly read let us quickly read Micah chapter 7 verse 9 Micah chapter 7 Micah chapter 7 verse 6 apologies Micah chapter 7 verse 6 says that for a son dishonors his father a daughter rises up against a mother a daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the members of his own household. So Jesus was quoting the Old Testament there. Micah chapter 7 verse 6. It tells you the scriptures, the scriptures that they had. Okay, they already had the Old Testament during Jesus' time. Yes, they already had the Old Testament. 37 says, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me, is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me, remember, it is more than no. <laughs> Jesus is not saying that you should hate your own family members. So more than me, more than me is not worthy of me. 38, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Take up your their cross. Taking up your cross means being ready, being willing to die for the sake of the gospel. Jesus says it's not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. That is what it means to be born again. You are giving your life away to Jesus. This kingdom, eh, we have a king. 
and our lives belongs to him. That is what it means to be a Christian. If they didn't tell you, they lied to you. Your life did not, does not belong to you. You don't have a freedom to use your life and do whatever you like. That's not what Christianity is about. Okay? We are subjects of a king. The king of kings himself. So whoever finds their life, we lose it. Our lives are in the hand of the king. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Verse 40, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of water to one of these little ones, who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their rewards. Hallelujah. All right, so that is Matthew chapter 10. Can we read? Yes, Matthew chapter 11 is, we'll just read just one verse, Matthew chapter 11. So it ends. Remember now, we read from Matthew chapter 35, chapter 9, verse 35 to 38. We read Matthew chapter 10, the whole of Matthew chapter 10, and now we are reading Matthew chapter 11 verse 1. It says, after Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. (laughs) So all of those happened together, but they have been divided into three verses. Three chapters, sorry, apologies. (laughs) Who do you blame? (laughs) You can go and blame Robert Estien. I told us his story a few days ago. Robert Estien is the one who separated okay, the verses into chapters like this. It has helped in, okay, um, in our reading, but at the same time, you agree with me. I think I would have loved to have right from Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 down to this Matthew chapter 11 verse 1. I would have loved to have everything together. Hmm? <laughs> Alright, so after he had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. Very important. All of this is still happening happening right there in, in Galilee. Alright, we have a few more minutes. Can we take can we take the accounts of the other guides? Alright, let's try. Let's take Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 verse 7 to 13 and then we'll take Luke chapter 1 verse 1 to 6. Mark, Mark chapter Mark chapter 6 verse 7 to 13. It says, calling the twelve, or let's say, then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. Calling the twelve to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. This was his, his instruction. You saw how long Matthew's instruction is. Eh? <laughs> so you can't tell me that Matthew was simply copying Mark. No, no. He said, this way is his his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except the staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belt. Wear sandals, uh, but not not an extra shirt. Not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. Like I said, get a base. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust of your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. 
they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Okay, so you begin to see that as Jesus goes ahead with his ministry, some changes are coming. It is only the, the place of the priests, okay, and the Levites to anoint people until now. But now the disciples of Jesus, who are who were not members of, of you in quotes, the priesthood, they were also anointing people, okay? Jesus was telling us a change was beginning to happen. Now let's look at Matthew, Luke chapter 9, verse 1 to 6. Jesus sends out the 12. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them Jesus gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. Exactly the same with Mark. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust of your dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people and healing people everywhere. Hallelujah. All right. So we stop there today. So what are our lessons? So many lessons. You saw Jesus' instruction. You want to understand how to preach the gospel? Just read Matthew chapter 9 from verse 35 to 38, Matthew chapter 10, and then 11 verse 1. Okay. You will see Jesus' instruction quite comprehensive and meticulously captured. Jesus is sending us to save the world, to preach the gospel, to tell people it is time, time to come back to him. The kingdom of God is here. That's our message. Okay? So I'm challenging somebody this morning. Preach the gospel. Use the platform God has given you. Preach the gospel. You have a Facebook account or an Instagram account, a TikTok account, use it. So preach the gospel. Let the light of the gospel shine through you. Let everyone know that Jesus saves. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.